And the Warriors can dribble it out. Golden State Warriors are one win away from getting back on that championship throw. Yeah, NBA Strayer, how are you going? Hey, young. It's NBA Strayer. It's Tuesday, June 14. And the Socceroos are going to the World Cup. How good's that? Anyway, also the NBA Finals. That's right. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes for whom Stephen pays me that sweet, sweet fighting stuff here. Talking all about your NBA Finals. Game 5, we've got the quick instant rap and reaction show. Uh, talking about the Celtics losing their first back-to-back games of these playoffs. Bad timing, bros! <laughs> and the Warriors riding Maple Jordan to go up 3-2. What a world. So we're going to talk about all of that in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, we've got That's Not an Eye Mate. No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. Uh, we've got Ticket of the Weekend. We've got some Yeah Nas. We've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. And we've got our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, there is also a quick Shane Hill shooter shoot, shoot your shot, light them up award. Bit of a flipperoo too. And we'll do a quickie uh, first blush game preview for game six on Friday. A couple more days off, love that. Uh, and we'll finish up with a brand new Delhi review of Hustle. That sound good? Good. All right, let's get into it. Episode 834 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Or you better watch out for the COVID attack if you're uh, Adam Silver. Staying home, he's in the health and safety protocols. The commissioner got got, maybe. Uh, also, better watch out for the return of Renee Ingalls. How good was that? Did you see this on the weekend where she, uh, basically her and Jingle and Joe have rolled back into Australia. Uh, was it Collingwood, the Magpies? Uh, the uh, Nepal team, at least. Up against her old team. They put in a call, we need a replacement player. Renee rolls up, kicks some ass and takes some names without having played Nepal in three years. What a world. What a legend. And also, you better watch out for this Socceroo attack if you're Peru. How good was Redmayne and goal? The Grey Wiggle. God damn, that was good. Tell you what, makes the World Cup a lot more palatable if uh, the Aussies are in it. <laughs> Just saying. All right, before we get to Game 5, let's get through the, uh, the latest and greatest news with the Daily. Whip around. That's how we start every show here in NBA Australia, isn't it? Yep, Taylor Jenkins, the Grizzlies coach. He got a... Uh, you got a multi-year contract extension. I always appreciate this with the coaches because the teams don't have to tell you how long these uh, contracts are. So Taylor Jenkins after three years, what, 128 and 99. That's 128 wins, 99 losses in three seasons. And uh, multi-year extension, which is good because he's bloody good. So well played, Taylor Jenkins. Love that. Obviously the Grizz with the two seed. Awesomely fun team. Love him. And he's a good coach. I'll take that. Uh, Jermichael Green got traded. What? Jimmy, it's the finals. Who's getting traded? Well, OKC and trader Sam. Sam Presti, they don't give a fuck. It's like, finals? Who cares, man? We've got trades to make. So Jermichael Green is traded from the Nuggets, along with a protected 27 first rounder, in return for this year's 30th pick for the Thunder. So the Thunder, they've got so many young dudes, and they've got so many picks already. They're like, oh, jeez. We've actually got too many picks, and uh, we don't need them. We don't need number 30. <laughs> so how about we get Jermichael Green and his $8.2 million salary, which he'll opt into, and we can use that or buy him out. But basically, it goes against our uh, cap for this year and hits you know towards the cap floor, so we'll take it. Uh, OKC are also going to send Denver a couple of second-rounders in 23-24 as well. One of those interesting sort of little... Uh, money-moving and pick-moving trades that you sort of uh, get before the draft, which is crazy because the draft is like 10 days away, 
Awesome. Uh, Landry Fields, he's, he's been promoted. You might remember Landry Fields from his supporting role in Linsanity. <laughs> God, that was long ago now. Ah, it's crazy how long ago Linsanity happened. Uh, but Landry Fields, he's 33. He's out there. He played for five years with the Knickerbockers, the Raptors. And uh, basically, what, he was looking after... Uh, Stuff for the Spurs in the G League, and then he joined the Hawks as an assistant GM, and now he's still working under uh, Trevor Schlenk there for the Hawks. It's pretty neat, pretty fun. Good job, Landry Fields. And then the last two little bits of news, Montrez, better watch out for the uh, cop attack because he got pulled over with three pounds of weed, which seems like a lot. And if you're like Jimmy, that is a lot. It's like, yes, well, now he's being charged with trafficking of drugs, which... uh is a little bit more harsh than possession. At what point do you go, though? Ah, oh, well, it's only possession because I just smoke lots. I need all that. That's all mine. <laughs> like, who's like? at what point? I know that we've got a legal definition, but what happens if you really just like pot? It's like this. Yeah, I'm not trafficking it. It's all personal use. I just had to get it from one apartment to the other. Also, doing it in Kentucky doesn't feel like a smart idea. Montrez Harrell. Just saying, keep an eye out for that. That's pretty brutal. And uh, last little bit of news, as mentioned at the top, uh, Adam Silver couldn't go to uh, Game 5 today because he's in the health and safety protocols. So he obviously always goes to most, if not all, of the finals games. So a bit weird. And the league also were like, oh, well, we're not going to say if he's positive for COVID or if he's a close contact, then uh, we're not going to release any details about his health. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you're a player, it's fucking on for young and old. Right! Let's do the game preview for Game 5 of the 2022 NBA Finals. Game 5 of the 2022 NBA Finals. Finals, 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 finals. All right, game wrap, game wrap, game wrap. That's right, game wrap of Game 5. Of your 2022 NBA Finals, the Warriors come out smelling like roses. 104-94, they beat the Celtics to take a 3-2 lead in a game that was absolutely chaos. What a weird, shitty, awesome, beautiful, stinky, horrible game this was, wasn't it? I mean... It was weird, it was wild, it was wacky. The Celtics uh, were awesome in the third quarter, did a much better job, actually beat the Warriors in a quarter and still were down one going into the fourth quarter and then they decided to just not hit a shot for the rest of the game. Seriously, they hit three shots in the fourth quarter uh, that weren't in garbage time. So, uh, and the Warriors run over the top of them because Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan, is apparently your new Finals MVP front runner. Because <laughs> despite a bad, 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 bad mediocre Steph game, Golden State still hung on. So, what a crazy, awesome, big win for the Warriors to weather the shit Steph game, even without Clay exactly going completely bonkers and dropping like thirty-eight. They still ran over the top of the Celtics. Let's figure out how. So to go all the way back to the first quarter, it's such an indicator how these games start, right? The Warriors came out absolutely on fire, moving the ball. All the starters got a touch. They had all scored within the first seven minutes. Meanwhile, the Celtics were a fucking mess. Tatum sat after the first seven minutes. He hadn't taken a shot. And you're like, what? Oh, he's... He's gone into Kobe facilitator mode. No, he was just a bit afraid, I think. The Warriors went big. Looney goes in for Otto. Boom. Looney got 3,003 minutes. It was funny. Um, but really, the Celtics were bad earlier. They were down 24 to 8. Kobe! And had four bad turnovers. Tatum finally woke up, though. Uh, three very quick buckets towards the end of the first. Time Lord, he got an offensive rebound and a putback. And... Uh, after Jordan Poole going for a two-for-one, airballing a uh, 30-footer, there was some weird dumb fuckery at the end of the first quarter, right? So with the Celtics struggling to hit anything, they're 0-5 on threes, 8-24 all up, there was a ball that was uh, it was called a foul. 
Steph knocks the ball out of bounds, but it's not a foul. But it's like, well, Steph uh, knocked the ball out of bounds. So it should be, nope, we're going to give it to the Warriors. Cool. Time Lord has a dumb, dumb, dumb foul with half a second left. Uh, Ima Yudoka gets a tech foul. And you're like, this was a really, really, and then the Warriors missed three, uh, two of the free, three free throws. So they come out of the first quarter of the Celtics down 11, which is chaos because that's good. Like, that was essentially the worst possible start the Celtics could have had. They were only down 11. They were a mess. They looked discombobulated. They put it together right at the end, as mentioned, just because Tatum starts hitting some shots. And then a very, very scrappy second quarter. Like, the Celtics got a couple of buckets from Smart in the paint. Then there was a couple of Warriors turnovers here and there. Like, Tatum hits a long two. They're only down eight. And the Celtics are like, all right, we might be around in this. Uh, what do you reckon? But the Warriors just also couldn't score. That was probably the strangest part. Like, they just didn't score for what seemed like, I don't know, about four minutes of actual game time. I think it was like from about the 10-minute mark when they, uh, or the nine-and-a-half-minute mark, I guess, uh, when, no, this is about the 10-minute mark. Yeah, Draymond got fouled. And they had 32 points. It was 32-18. to 18, And then it was 32-26. to 26. <laughs> And you're like, oh, shit. Here come the Celtics. They got it all the way down to six. But some more Celtics turnovers and Draymond and Wiggins were just doing enough to sort of keep the Warriors afloat. And that sort of ends up being a lot of the story from this game. With Curry struggling, Draymond and Wiggins and the other Warriors did enough. Um, the funniest part was, though, like Tatum finally hits a three towards the end of the second quarter. And, you know, the Celtics are still down eight. Horford hits a three as well off a great drive and pass from Tatum. And then... Wiggins, though, just keeps smashing them. He had 14 points at this point. He had, you know, rebounds, the cutbacks, the jumpers. It was all flowing. And then you looked at the Celtics between Jalen Brown, who every time he touches the ball is a liability to give the ball to the Warriors uh, as much as he is to hit a three, or today, not hit a three. Smart's very similar. And Tatum, every time he was driving, it's just like, oh, please hit me so I get a foul. He's not getting any foul calls. And when he does get a foul call, he was missing the free throws. Wiggins was just playing with confidence, looking great. The Warriors are still up 10 at that point. Celtics are really struggling to get much going on, sort of beyond crazy sort of individual efforts. And that was kind of the thing in the first half. We like It was like blood from a stone. It really was watching this Boston uh, offense. Whereas this, the Warriors, like they just had the vibe of like, well, we'll keep moving it. We'll find a crease. We'll get an easy bucket out of nowhere. So they're up 12 at the half after a uh, couple of a couple more turnovers. Nine turnovers in the first half of the Celtics. Jalen Brown had two down the stretch. One led to a transition bucket. Another one, he just like lost the ball. He's like, oh, I was expecting a pass and I missed it. Uh, I think that's what prompted the uh, stone hands <laughs> tweet that I had. Anyway, to only be down 12 at the half, it's one of those ones where you go, well, the Celtics kind of played them to a standstill there for a big chunk of that second quarter, but nor did they really get anything going. And as we said in the halftime check-in with the live stream, it's like, well, guess what? The Warriors in the third quarter, Warriors, and who knows what could happen? And then I think I tweeted, the Celtics could either be up 10 or down 40 (laughs) after this third quarter, right? And for most of it, it felt like they'd be up 10. But they weren't. They ended up down one because what a great quarter this was for the Celtics, apart from maybe the last 40 seconds. They came out feeling it. They picked up two quick fouls uh, on the Warriors. Brown's at the line for four easy points. It's back to eight within the first 40 seconds. Then they force a shot clock violation. Tatum hits a three. And Celtics fans are like, oh, shit, it's a five-point game. They've scored seven points in a minute and 15 seconds. Wiggins has then a miss. Tatum hits another three. It's a two-point game. It's a 10-zip start just because the Celtics weren't playing like assholes. Then they pick up an offensive foul against Curry. And uh, basically, Tatum is being a little bit aggressive at the start of this third quarter, right? He's driving into the teeth of the Warriors kicking, finding nice passes. But even with the Warriors scoreless for the first three minutes of the third quarter, they couldn't quite tie it up. Tatum, he gets doubled. He turns it over. Clay hits a jump. It's their first bucket of the half. It's back out to a four-point lead. Smart, though. 
hits two shots uh, in the paint that he drops short off the front of the rim. And that's the sort of first inkling where you're like, ah, oh, well, not everything's going the Celtics' way. Smart isn't quite feeling it. But, geez, we'll see what happens. And, like, you know, we've had that clay jumper. Tatum just goes bang, laces a three, gets it back to a one-point game. He throws a behind the, what was it, between the legs crossover into a behind-the-back dribble into, like, a sidestep pull-up three. Yeah, those words all went together. It was chaos. Clay hits a free throw off a uh, dubious non-charge right in the paint. But then bang, their seventh straight three, Smart nails a three, that ties the game, and then Horford nails another one. Celtics lead, they're up three. So they'd missed their first 12 threes, the Celtics. And then they hit eight in a row. It was absolutely crazy. It was the driving kicks from Tatum and Brown. And the rotations for the Warriors are just a step slow. It's a 19-4 to run at that point. So the 12-point halftime lead is now a three-point Celtics lead. Curry uh, has a very, very nice floater after that. Smart hits another three, though. And then there's the sort of chaos moment. You've got Time Lord seemingly tipping in a bucket uh, in the rebound battle at one end and then Looney basically doing the same at the other end. The Warriors with 3-23 from downtown when Steph misses a three just to play later. And we have just one of a number of weird sort of moments with these refs. Grant Williams has an offensive foul grabbing GP2 who flops, but the refs, oh, well, he grabbed him, that's fair. But then Grant Williams blocks Steph Curry from behind and then gets an and one. The Celtics are up five. That would be their biggest lead of the game, though, because the Warriors have missed 14 straight threes. Clay smashes one in, and then he gets another one after a smart drive. Watch out. Uh, there's a moment there towards the end of the third quarter. You get a great pass from Grant Williams to Rob, the Williams brothers, just like they used to practice in the backyard, man. Smart picks up a foul on Clay. That's his fourth. It's a bad foul and it's a bad call. That's four on Clay, who's like hotter than fucking magma at that point. But Poole hits a three, and it was ridiculous because it was such a bad mistake by the Celtics at the end of this quarter. And this is it. This is like where basically the game turns. So the Celtics had been up five. Poole hits a three here where they lose track of Steph on the inbounds pass, and they scramble and scramble and scramble. Boom, it's a wide-open three to Jordan Poole. Marcus Smart just like fucking walking around going, what happened, man? And then a horrible, horrible Tatum shot at the other end where it never had a hope of going in. Uh, The Warriors get a layup the other way. Smart just gets out of the road. It's back-to-back Smart fuck-ups. Jalen Brown gets an and one through traffic, though. The Celtics are back up two. And at that point, you know what the Warriors were from downtown? You know what they were from downtown? Do you know what they were shooting from downtown in the third quarter? Yeah, they were 3-11. 3-11 for the quarter. Then Poole misses. And you're like, oh, well. Uh, Jalen Brown. Chucks up just a fucking horrible prayer. My Celtics mates are like, oh, was that a landing spot foul? I'm like, I don't know. But I'm more concerned with then how lackadaisical the Celtics were with like four or five seconds left after that Jalen Brown shot at the end of the third to just get any sort of body back to stop a transition three with that amount. Of, like they tried to stop the ball, which is smart. But you probably only need one or two folks to do that off the inbounds. Tatum and Smart are running around like chooks with their heads cut off. Derek White doesn't know where he is. Jordan Poole banks. Well, does he does he bank that in? He just hits the three at the end of the third, and the Warriors lead. So for all of that effort, the Celtics turning around a 16-point deficit. They go up five. It's a huge 21-point swing. And because they just sort of fuck around at the end of the third quarter, the Warriors have the momentum again. And guess guess what happens? So having lost the third quarter, 35-24, the Warriors are still like, it's all right, we lead, we're up. This is great. The Celtics have just thrown their best punch, and it doesn't matter. A couple of easy buckets at the start of the fourth quarter for the Warriors. And I'll tell you what, this there's a moment right at the start of the fourth quarter. There's two things. Derek White misses a couple of uh, couple of threes. And then there's the smart sequence, which is the dumb sequence. Um, but Derek White misses two threes. And it was just... 
those moments where you're like, ah, shit, if Derek White is not hitting those three. So I think they're back down four at this point, the Celtics. White misses two chances off an offensive rebound, misses both threes. There's a huge brick of a, of a layup from Tatum, which you're like, holy shit, is that going to break the backboard? He threw it that hard off it. There's a brick from Smart as well. But then Smart flops on a Clay Thompson push. Yeah, there's a bit of a push off from Clay, sure. But Smart goes like five meters back for no real reason. When and Clay's just standing there going, All right, dickhead. Bang. Nails the three. Marcus, you're the defensive player of the year, apparently. And by my account in this part of the game, you've cost your team about at least twelve points just from being shit and dumb. And uh, I don't know. You're the defensive player of the year. Just stay on your fucking feet and challenge the shot. Like, what are you doing? It ends up being a 7-zip run to start the quarter. That's 10-zip if you include that uh, pool three. And the Celtics just look scatty. They look scared. They didn't know what was going on. They had zero plan. And this is the old Celtics. It's what they do. It's the Jekyll and Hyde Celtics. Because they'll just turn into like the fucking Nary Warren under 14s running around like a bunch of chooks with their head cut off. And so with that sort of weird dumb fuckery, the smart flop, he then gets a tech. Then there's an offensive foul on uh, smart from where he's whipping his hand in front of Jordan Poole, who himself flops. And this is one of those moments where you look at a ref and go, seriously, you're going to call that fucking flop from Jordan Poole where smart doesn't hit him. And so you're going to reward Poole's flop, but you're not going to reward smart's flop. Come on, man. Like, just call it the fucking same. That's all we ever ask. Anyway, with that, bad shots everywhere for the Celtics. The Warriors are back up 11. The Celtics hit the 16 turnover mark where they just pretty much lose. At that point, I think the Warriors had 22 off uh, the turnovers as well. And they end up with 22 points off the uh, Celtics turnovers all up. But uh, they still had a couple more turnovers to come, didn't they? Uh, but Golden State, look, they missed a uh, layup. Jalen Brown scores. So it's back down to nine instead of being a 13-point game where Looney has a point-blank sort of put-back layup he misses. And you're like, well, here we go. Draymond, he fouls Tatum. Tatum hits two free throws. It's a seven-point game at this point. The Celtics still have a chance. They have a chance. Tell me there's still a chance. No, there's no more chance. Because after that moment, after that moment where it's a seven-point game, about seven and a half minutes to go, you're like, okay, Maybe the Celtics can uh, pull themselves back into this. What happens? Jalen Brown turns it over. Jalen Brown turns it over. (laughs) It's just the turnovers rear their ugly head. Wiggins cuts through everybody for a layup. And that just feels like that's the game. Like, you're only up nine. There's seven and a half minutes left. Wiggins just cuts through everybody. But after that, that's after the free throw. Just the sheer lack of defensive effort at that point where Wiggins just drives through everybody for the beautiful sort of finger roll layup. Uh, Jalen Brown loses. The, he has the next two uh, turnovers right after this. And even though they don't score, it's like there's just a shit ton of the clock coming down, right? And then Wiggins hits another shot. They're back up 11. And uh, Jalen Brown misses a couple of fr- uh, misses a free throw after that. Goes one or two. So they're still down 10. They can't hit a layup. Jason Tatum gets fouled. He misses two free throws. It ends up being, a, that's a 16-5 to start to the quarter by the Warriors. They're back up 12. Tatum just can't hit anything. Boston can't do shit. It's a 12-point Warrior lead at that point. And there's about four and a half minutes left. Celtics call a timeout. Jalen Brown misses a three, and that's pretty much a game. Because uh, Wiggins hits another floater. <clears throat> and it's a 14-point game. And off we go. Seriously, they were playing like assholes. Like, it was just really, really bad basketball by the Celtics down the stretch. I mean, it's a 14-point lead, three and a half minutes left. And, like, essentially the Celtics let them get it, let the Warriors get in their heads. The Especially early in that fourth quarter with the smart flop and all that dumb fuckery. They let the game get the better of them. And as I said in the rap, someone tweeted out how it's basically like watching two teams battle each other and battle themselves. And the Warriors quite convincingly won both those battles today, right? And the Celtics quite convincingly lost both. Like, Draymond fouls out at one point. Um, 
Smart hits free throws. It's fine. It's an 11-point game. But because the Celtics' defense was playing like dog shit, uh, Gary Payton gets a lay- the second gets a layup. Uh, they're back up 13, and then Steph gets a finger roll. It's still 13 after that. Uh, the f- smart free throws. And then you have the dunk hurt around the world. Two minutes to go. Wiggins just detonates on Derek White, and that is the game. And then Clay hits a three just to fucking put the boot in with a minute 40 left. It's a 16-point game again. It's like we've just played all of that time just to get back to where we were before the Celtics had their big comebacks. <laughs> that was the game. One minute 20. Um, and I think there was like a Peyton layup in there as well that got them back up 16 after a uh, smart layup too. But by that time, by that time, it was all cooked. Tatum was shit. Brown was shit. Uh, they had 18, 19 turnovers, I think, in the end. I think it was 18 turnovers. Yeah, 18 turnovers the Celtics end up finishing with. But that fourth quarter was just an embarrassment for the Celtics because... Uh, I mean, I already mentioned the Brown turnovers, but the turnovers in that fourth quarter specifically for the Celtics, you've got one for Tatum, you've got two for Brown, as mentioned, those back-to-back ones that just suck the complete life out of the team. Uh, But one of five shooting for Tatum in the fourth quarter, one of four for Jalen Brown, uh, two of eight from downtown as a team, four of 15 from the floor in the fourth quarter for the Celtics, one of which was Luke Cornett hitting a three in garbage time. So really... (laughs) It's uh, actually, they scored 14 points really for the fourth quarter because in the last, what, minute 20, you had Naismith getting a couple of free throws. You had Cornette hitting the three. So five points for Tatum, five points for Brown, four points for Smart. Not good enough. Celtics got embarrassed. Uh, Wiggins dunked all over them. You got belted by Maple Jordan, but that's it. We've talked time and time and time and time and time again about uh, this series. Whoever wins the defense rebounds and layups battle tends to win the game today. The Warriors won the defense and layups battle. Celtics had no, had more rebounds, but uh, not enough to make a difference. Cause even though the Warriors couldn't fucking sh- like hit a three and Steph had his worst game basically ever in the playoffs, the Celtics couldn't take advantage of it because they couldn't contain the likes of Wiggins, GP two or pull. And that's a pretty rough story. So Tatum is out with 27 points. 10 rebounds, 4 assists. And I have seen people go, oh, well, he wasn't that bad. Nah, he was bad. Tatum was bad. Four turnovers. He shoots 10 of 20. That's fine. Five of nine from downtown. But it's those 11 twos that he's taken where it feels like, even though he's hit five of them, it feels like those six misses just absolutely suck the life out of the Celtics time and time again. The missed free throws. He goes two of six at the free throw line. We've had this discussion before about Tatum. He plays weak sometimes, and it's very clearly because he's injured. I'm going to talk about this later. He's playing for the foul, not for the bucket and the foul, you know? It's not for the finish in the foul. It's for the, oh, I've been fouled, ref. It's like, Jason, you understand that the refs are looking at you flailing through players as you're eyeballing the refs going, you better call this. They're not going to call it. Because you're not fucking trying hard enough. And that's why Marcus Smart got burned a bunch of times as well. But Jalen Brown has sort of skated, uh, skated through this uh, uh, pretty untouched. He was also extremely bad today. 18 points on 18 shots. 5 of 18 he went. 0 of 5 from 3. Absolutely gross. Um, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists to steal, but 5 turnovers. As I've said before, it's like, aha! Jalen Brown. If he's going to turn it over, like just if he's going to dribble, just give the team the ball. Like just, I'm going to take more than three dribbles. Jalen, just give them the ball. Like just, it'll save everybody the hassle. <laughs> Marcus Smart ends up with 20 points. Uh, one of the classic things where they're like, well, where Marcus scores more than 18, they tend to win. And, but not when he's also playing like an arsehole. Four turnovers, only two assists, seven to 15 shooting. A couple of rough ones in there. Time Lord had 10 and 8. He played really well. He was a plus 11. It's just one of those things where you kind of uh, look at the makeup of the team and like when they're playing big, they needed just that little bit more out of Horford. They played 30 minutes for Rob, 32 for Al. Al was a minus 19. Time Lord was a plus 11. He was the only plus on the uh, Celtics, I'm just saying. So, oh boy. Anyway, well, only one of the starters had a plus. Um, 
I enjoyed his game, though. He looked a little bit more sprightly. It's like, you know, a couple of days off. He must be feeling pretty good. Now they go back to Boston. He gets another couple of days off. Same with Horford. Look, he had nine and nine, uh, did Big Al. He had an assist, a couple of turnovers, two or three from downtown. And that big three that he hit, you're like, here we go. If Horford's hitting threes, they're almost unstoppable. But the craziest thing about the Celtics offense is either they're basically playing absolutely perfectly or they're playing like dog shit. There's so little in between where they're just like, nah, we just get the score ticking over and we stay close. It's like we're either on a massive fucking run or we're getting our asses kicked and we can't hit shit. Uh, Derek White, 21 minutes, one point. Tough one for Derek. 0-4 from the floor. He's going to pop up later. Grant Williams, a weird game. Three points, three rebounds, two blocks. Two turnovers, three fouls, a minus 18 in 16 minutes. The block that he had on Steph, the and one that he had, awesome, but also never really threatened to shoot the ball that much. He was one or two, oh of one from downtown. It's like, this is this the same dude that we saw just light up Milwaukee? This is the dude who took 18 threes in a game like three weeks ago. Like, what the fuck is going on four weeks ago? Shit. Time flies when you're watching Grant Williams. Anyway. It was a weird mix of a game because that offensive foul that he caused uh, with the flop, but then, you know, the big turnover, ups and downs, swings and roundabouts. Pritchard, five minutes, over oh, three all from downtown as well. Nothing there. Um, but there you go. It's this 18 turnovers lead to 22 points. Meanwhile, I think it was only six turnovers in the actual, uh, oh, no, it's listed as seven. That's pretty weird on the official scorecard. Nine points um, off those turnovers for the against the Warriors. So... That's a hell of a win. 22 versus 9. Even though the Warriors get 9 of 4 from downtown in the end, 9 of 40, they lose the rebounding battle by 8, but they shot 46% from the floor, just hit more shots. They were just closer. They were in the paint. Poole and Clay did enough from downtown. It didn't matter that Wiggins and Curry went 0 of 15 from downtown combined. So what a game, though, from Andrew Wiggins. 26, 13, and 2. With two steals and a block, he shot 12 of 23 while going 0 of 6 from deep. That is chaos. 21 for Clay. He goes 5 of 11 on triples. And Steph, 16 points. Oh, Jimmy, that's not bad. He shot 7 of 22. If he was Kobe, they'd give him finals MVP for that. Eight assists, 0 of 9 from downtown. We'll talk about that later. Pull with 14. He goes 3 of 6 from 3. As mentioned, hit two of the biggest ones right at the end of their third quarter. And I'll tell you who sort of... Uh, Talk about skating along unnoticed. Jalen Brown being shit. How about Gary Payton the second? The mitten. Massive impact. 15 points, five rebounds, three steals, went six of eight from the floor. Talk about found money for GP2. He was just where he needed to be time and time and time again for easy buckets, for those weird junk buckets that the Celtics just did not really get. Like Time Lord gave them some of them early but then they didn't get any of them, it felt like, in the second half. Like, that's the Grant Williams role. Like, just get me some energy buckets. Didn't have it. Uh, Looney, two points, four rebounds, three assists. He had uh, three fouls in three minutes early on, so he's uh, stymied there. Atu, I like to get blood to Porter. Also started again, 15 minutes, two points, two rebounds. Oh, a two from downtown. Belly Belitza, five minutes of cardio for him, one rebound and a foul. Draymond, though. Bounce back game. As predicted on this here program, eight points, eight rebounds, seven assists and a steal. Fouls out. So he is on track, I think, to uh, absolutely dominate <laughs> the um, the fouls in a finals record. But the thing is, if they uh, only go six, then maybe he doesn't get there, you know what I'm saying? So Draymond in games one, two, three, he had 15. He only had the 3,000 uh, game four. So still, he's not going to give 37 a nudge. 37? 35. Whatever. But still, he's got a lot of fouls. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> what's that? He's at 24. Jesus. Anyway. Um, either way, Golden State up 3-2 now after all that. And just played a much better, much more complete game than the Celtics did from start to finish. They took the Celtics' best run. They took the hits... They swayed back on their heels, and then they gave him the old one-two Costa Zoo in that fourth quarter. And predictably, the Celtics shit all down their leg. So they do love a good pants shitting, don't they, the Celtics? It's like, oh, it's getting a bit weird and a bit tight. Watch this. <laughs> Crap down their legs. Classic. Right, let's do an NBA show pre-performance of the night then. 
knife. That's a knife. We go! Maple Jordan Air Canada. Andrew Wiggins, what a game. 26 points, 13 rebounds. That's his first like back-to-back double-double like ever, which is amazing. Uh, shot 12 of 17 on twos, which is just blows my mind. Goes 0 of 6 from downtown. Has that drive and dunk that just puts the absolute fucking kiss of death on the Celtics. Played 43 minutes. The defense was unbelievable. Like... The amount of times that he's like running around covering Tatum and he's out there on the perimeter is, you know, moving between essentially whoever's like handling the ball. Wiggins is just sort of there in their peripheral vision the entire time. A couple of steals and a block just played his ass off did Maple Jordan. My favorite thing was though, Andrew Wiggins in the fourth quarter, five of six from the floor, the Boston Celtics, four of 15 Wiggins. You absolute fucking legend. He hit more shorts, uh, more shorts, more shots in the fourth quarter than the Celtics. Andrew bloody Wiggins. That's amazing. Ten points. What a great fourth. He was awesome. And easily the NBA Australia pre-performance of the night. Talk about the uh, finals MVP stuff a little bit later, but 26, 13, a couple of steals and a block. Great game. Ed well, Air Canada, Maple Jordan, Andrew Bloody Wiggins. The Andrew Wiggins game. Can you believe it? Not really, actually. Spot of the night. Spud, 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 Two shots. Uh, bros, that's not good. Who are you, Dylan Brooks, man? 16 points, 32% from the floor. 0 of 9 from downtown for Steph. 7 to 22 shooting. Uh, missed shots that you're like, hmm, I expected that to go in. 16 points, 8 assists in the end. 0 of 9 from downtown. But really, it's Steph. Like, his impact is not spuddy. Derek White, however... Felt very spuddy. And I think I tweeted this out halfway through the game. Derek White's making a run at spud of the night. And he gets it, I think, because 0 of 4. But he goes 0 of 3 from downtown. He has one point. One point. One. A singular point for Derek White. Basically, you know, one of their two dudes off the bench. You can't have a game where you go 0 of 4, hit 1 or 2 at the free throw line, get one rebound, three assists, one foul, one steal, and a minus 13. That's also a, uh, speaking actually of the free throws, 21 of 31 for the Celtics. They missed 10 free throws. Hey, Jimmy, how much did the Celtics lose by? Well, that was actually 10. Ah, is there a correlation? No, but there might be some causation. Yeah, missed 10 free throws, lose by 10. A bit crazy, but either way, Derek White is probably going to get spud of the night. Look, as I mentioned, the start of that fourth quarter, you just like, he hits one of those threes, it tightens a back up. But because he misses both those threes, that's when Clay laces that three off the push off of Marcus Smart. It gets a wonky from there. Suddenly, it's a 7 0 run to start the quarter, a 10 0 run if you include that pull three. And with Derek White missing those two threes where he's just wide open by himself, he hits one of those. It tightens it right back up. So Derek White, it's going to have to be spud of the night. I mean, he's got a young kid. Probably just not get that much sleep. Just saying. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Marcus Smart. Uh, but I think we've all talked about this, and you'll see it. Marcus Smart with the fucking giant flop. So Clay gives him the push, and. I don't care how strong you are. Even if you've sort of given someone a bit of a jab step and then push them just even pretty hard. Like, I don't think Clay Thompson with a run-up could push Marcus Smart that far back. You know what I'm saying? So, Clay pushes Smart. Clay hits the three in his face. Going, what are you doing on the ground, Marcus? Bang! Suck that one, dickhead. Then, Marcus Smart gets hit with a tech. 
Then he gets held and they ignore it. Then they call the offensive foul on him for uh, hitting Jordan Poole. Hitting Jordan Poole in the face. Um, where it's always a pretty interesting one where the refs are just like, ah, oh, we very clearly fucking hate you, Marcus, because A, you're an annoying prick who doesn't shut up all game, same as Draymond. B, look, anytime there's actual, like, contact to their head, we're going to, we tend to review it. So we'll check it for a flagrant. Not only did they not do that, they just went, that's an offensive foul, you hit him, fuck off, Marcus, and they, off they went. It's like, aha. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. So, Marcus Smart, very clearly old mate, no mates. Ah, he's your fucking mate when it comes to the refs. And the tricky part was, for the Celtics, that just completely discombobulated, like, any sense of, like, well-being that they had, didn't it? Because that's where it all unraveled. That start of the fourth quarter, and then it just never got good again. Pantsing of the night. I mean, it's Derek White. Andrew Wiggins just drove right around him and then dunked on him into oblivion. The Andrew Wiggins game completely capped with the ceiling thunder dunk by Air Canada himself, Maple Jordan. Derek White's right there watching. <laughs> That's a pantsit. Come on, man, Derek White. You got a family. I get that. You can't be out here getting pants that badly. And Andrew Wiggins, that man has a family. You pantsed him. Pretty brutal. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Gary Payton the second. What a great game. 26 minutes, 6 of 8 from the floor. 1 of 3 from downtown, 2 of 2 at the line. For all the Celtics missing free throws, for Gary Payton, a dude with a bung elbow to go 2 of 2 at the line is just crazy. Uh, but he was great. He was absolutely fantastic. Four, uh, was it five rebounds? Uh, three fouls, three steals, and 15 points. Very, very clearly better than Lonzo Ball. I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, where are we going to uh, go check Dickhead of the Weekend? I think we should... Uh, let's do it. Dickhead of the Week! And uh, I enjoyed this. Draymond's mum um, <laughs> having a crack. Which is pretty good, and you're like, all right, Draymond's mom is just out there talking some shit, and she's like, uh, please, people, stop asking me what's wrong with Dray. I don't know. Maybe this is a clone. Where is the Draymond that helped get us here? Hmm, I've never seen this either. Jesus, mom, what are you doing? And then Draymond had to come out and like drag his mom a little bit, and it's like, okay, okay, Draymond. So uh, <laughs> he got he talked about it on his uh, podcast, and it was a. Uh, Bit of a weird one, but either way, on your Mary, that'll get him. Uh, good stuff. She's never seen that before, and Draymond got dragged by his mum, so that's what you get. That's how, like, if you're playing that badly, your mum's just like this fucking idiot. I don't know. That's a, an old mate, no mates, and a dick out of the weekend. But also, good job, mum. Right, let's do some ENRs from a wildly crazy up and down game five. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do it. Do some Yanars. They're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. 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 Uh, from the NBA Australia Shop. Come on. We're doing some work to the house. I need to pack all that shit up. So uh, do it. So I don't have to pack up that much. Go check it out on the socials. All the pics are up there. Great t-shirts as well. You'll get a lot of wear out of them. i got the nice ones. I like wearing them myself. <laughs> Just saying. Go check them out, nbaaustralia.com slash shop, or just uh, click on the links on the socials and the NBA Australia ones. Right, all right, Brad McEgan, Jimmy, yeah, nah, Draymond told the Celtics that they were playing with a left-handed ball and it took him until halftime to realize he was fucking with them. Yeah, nah, yes. I love the left-handed ball joke. <clears throat> it 100% felt like it, didn't it? They had 39 points at the half, and McEgan's right. 
at times it looked like they were shooting with the left-handed ball. Oh, a 12 was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy from three. And I think my big problem with the way that the Celtics started is, you know it's game five. You're four games into an NBA Finals. You know what the pressure is. You know what the atmosphere is going to be like in Golden State. You've had numerous deep fucking playoff runs before. I feel like there's no excuses to come out that flat and to be that bad shooting-wise. You know, regression to the mean, we all know what happens, and then boom, they hit eight straight. But at the same time, like, for them to overcome those third-quarter jitters only to shit the bed in the fourth quarter again is more concerning than just about anything, right? Like, to start that flat and then in the fourth quarter just to tighten up that badly and shit down their legs that expertly doesn't fill me with confidence. Because <laughs> we were talking about, I think, in the preview about how this Boston team very clearly has the plan and a setup to win these games. They're bigger They're more athletic, and uh, their defense ostensibly is better. But they don't fucking play like it because Tatum's afraid on offense um, where he can be driving, he can be kicking, or he's turning it over. There's not much in between, right? Like, his shots in the paint, his layup attempts, you look at what Wiggins is doing, you're like, holy shit. But, yeah, more importantly... As McKeegan sort of points out, like the left-handed ball, like they really sort of needed a little bit more. Like, I mean, Time Lord was playing his ass off early and the problem was he was the only one. Like you needed Smart and you needed Horford, you needed Tatum and Brown to do things as well. You needed Derek White and they just didn't get it. They got tight, they started freaking out and then it was just Tatum and Brown taking turns of being bad down the stretch. And yeah, it doesn't fill you with confidence for game five. Uh, Flip side. For the Warriors. Does this make the D'Lo trade look even fucking better? Yeah, nah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Andrew Wiggins was exactly what they needed. It was kind of like the point that we made at the time. Because if you listen to NBA Australia, you know that I have a lot of antipathy towards D'Angelo Russell. And the Warriors kind of salvaged KD wanting to fucking bounce with a sign and trade for D'Lo. So they keep another asset. They're like, no, 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 we'll make D'Angelo work with Steph and Clay. They were never going to make that work. D'Lo's like the exact opposite of a player from Steph and Clay. Very loafy. Uh, doesn't work on the floor. And like, I, you know, I've spent that much time watching him play in Brooklyn. I'm just like, that's not going to happen. Off you go. They get Wiggins and they get the pick that turns into Kaminga for D'Lo. It's just an absolute fucking, like heist of a trade that they get Wiggins and Kaminga for D'Lo. Like, get the fuck out of here. Wiggins was exactly what they needed. Kaminga could be exactly that down the down the uh, road. And here we are, Warriors. One of those ones where they're like, yeah, we are light years ahead. It's like, well, yeah, because D'Lo's shit. <laughs> it's not hard to be sometimes. But well done. Uh, is this Tatum performance one of the absolute head scratches of all time? Yeah, nah, nah, because he's very clearly injured. But... What it is is probably just confusing, right? Because he's hitting threes, sometimes just absolutely lacing them, and then on the odd occasion, airballing them like you saw today. But missing back-to-back free throws, missing, it feels like, literally every single layup. Like his drives, his forays to the rim seemingly just have like zero plan because he's going into like, I don't know, into two or three dudes it feels like every fucking time, whereas the way that the Celtics play defense, it's like if someone gets through that first layer, the help is not coming quick enough, whereas the Warriors like, fuck it. <laughs> like, who's going to hurt us from three? If Horford's going to kill us from three, then fucking so be it. Shoot another one, please, Marcus Smart. So, like, fuck it, we won't let Tatum get going. So they pressure him, and off they go. Like... He's throwing up layups without a prayer. He doesn't know where they're going. As I said, he's like, half the time it's like more likely to break the fucking backboard than actually go in. But the worst part for me is like the few times that he drives into the paint, he goes up weak. And you saw this in this game like two or three times, I reckon, where he'd go up weak and he needed to get stripped 
or just like lose the ball. And it's like a combination of him and Jalen Brown. Just they do this all the time. And it's wildly weird to watch. So Tatum wins it with four turnovers. Brown with five. Nine turnovers between those two dudes. It feels like most of them just come on like those drives and stuff like that. You can't have it. You can't have it. Right. And that's like, if he's injured, that's fine. But the way he's shooting threes and absolutely fucking killing it, it's so weird to me that the rest of the time he's playing so timid. So yeah, he's driving, but as I've said time and time again, he's driving to get fouled, not to make the bucket and also get fouled maybe. And it's pretty crazy. Uh, should that mean that Tatum is not allowed to do any more of this Kobe shit? Yeah, nah, yes. Fucking quit it. <laughs> like, two or six from the free throw line, 27, 10, and four. Oh, he didn't have that bad of a game. Watch it again. Just saying. Uh, do we see game six Clay, Jimmy? Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, this could not be more perfectly set up for him, could it? It's uh, game six. They go to Boston. If there's anyone who's going to rip your heart out after having a uh, pretty quiet series by his standards, it's Clay. And he also sort of, you know, quietly worked himself into form again. 5-11 from three today, 7-14 overall. The 21 points, really good game. Hit some back-breaking threes for them as well. And that third quarter really threatened to just go, hang on a second, he's going nuclear. Uh, but game six, Clay is lurking. Just saying. Uh, can the Celtics bounce back? Yeah, nah. Yeah. If they realize how to play and they actually play like it. If they got a little bit more out of Jalen Brown today that didn't involve him just throwing the ball away at what like all the time. Or if they get anything out of Derek White, like as mentioned, when he misses those back to back threes, maybe hits one of those, the game goes a little bit differently. Uh but this is the Jekyll and Hyde Celtics, so can they bounce back? Yeah. But will they? That's fucking anyone's guess. My pick at the moment is yeah. It might be a little bit of wishful thinking because uh, if they win game six, obviously we go to game seven. That gets me fucking psyched because I love a good game seven more than anything, especially in the finals. But also, I mean, before the series, my pick was Boston in six, and if not, it was going to be Warriors in six because I felt that one t- one team would use the series early to sort of find itself and then rip off back-to-back wins in Game 5 and 6, and here we are. But this would also be consecutive wins in Games 4, 5, and 6 for the Warriors, and that might be a bit much. So I might just have to land on the Celtics, I think, at the moment. Either way, we'll uh, break it down in the preview show on Thursday. Unpopular um, opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I just want to shine more of a light on how bad Jalen Brown has been. Um... Because we don't know if Jalen Brown's injured or not. We're all pretty sure that Tatum is, right? Tatum can still hit a three. Jalen Brown just flat out fucking can't. <laughs> like, 0 of 5 today, 5 of 18. His shot chart looks like something the fucking squid would draw. Like, if I gave him a red fucking paint stick. It is. Also, how good are paint sticks, by the way? Fucking kids today, so spoiled. (laughs) But my Lord, 18 points to Jalen Brown. He was my sort of pick um, with Tatum struggling to really, really go off. Draymond really just did a fucking number on him. I mean, in his last few games, he's gone 0 of 5 from 3, 2 of 6 in game 4, 4 of 8 in game 3, 3 of 9 in game 2, 2 of 8 in game 1. So just saying, it's not pretty good, bruv. So I scores 27 for the series in that game 3 win. Jalen, they're going to need to see a little bit more from him. I'm just saying um, he's got less excuse for being this shit and he should be getting dragged for it more. You know? Hmm. At least he got to the line today, but fuck, 8 of 10. Uh, also, unpopular opinion of the day, the Wiggins final MVP shit. It's cute, good on you, but no chance. Come on. Steph's had one bad game and they still won it. And he's on a historic pace. Let's all just fucking, is Andrew Wiggins going to do what Iguodala did? No. Because there's no way that the Warriors win this series after the series that Steph has had so far. And they go, well, you know who should win it. It's Andrew Wiggins. They're all going to go, oh, we're going to give Steph his due. So just saying, just saying. Outback Takeouts for today.
It's Tuesday at our back. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. On the way back from the bush, we ran over into Kidna, chucked into the back, chucked it over the spit today, and off you go. There you go. Day old Echidna entrees. That's right. The only entree that comes with its own serving little wooden stick bit. That's right. Echidna entrees. Only at Outback. Love it. And today's Flame Grill take is Steph Curry tanked this game just so Clay could get a Game 6 Clay moment that wouldn't be in a finals losing game. Only at Outback. That's how good of a teammate he is. He's like, I'll be bad so he can shine a light on Clay for Game 6 Clay and he can look like a fucking hero. Also, we still won this one. That's bloody great. All right, we'll do a quick shooter, uh, Shane Hill shooter, shoot, shoot your shot uh, right after, I reckon, this one. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Heal. Shoot his shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. Wow. So it had never happened in a playoff game that Steph Curry played in today. Not once. Not once had he ever played a playoff game where he didn't make a three. And now... It has happened. Uh, so Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up. Well, this is more of a, uh, just a put it into context, holy fuck moment for Steph. 133 games making a three until today. Uh, he, it's basically him missing, snaps 132 consecutive playoff games. 132 where he's made a three. And then 233 straight in the regular and postseason where he's made at least one three. So... The last time he didn't make a three in an NBA game was in 2018, on November 8th. And literally every playoff game he's ever played in, he's made a three. So since 2013, he made 12 in 2013, 7 in 2014, 21 in 15, 18 in 16, 17 in 17, 15 in 2018, 22 in 2019, and 20 so far in 2022. 132. Unbelievable. So seriously, the craziest part to me is that in 2016, he broke the record of consecutive games. 20, 2016. It's unbelievable. You know what the old record was? And this is where the Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Em Up Award comes from. The previous record was 45 straight playoff games. <laughs> well, the record was 44. He hit 45 in 2016. Snapping Reggie Miller's record. Uh, that went from 94. May 1995 to May 2000. And Skadoosh, Steph, did that in 2016. He's literally never had a game where he didn't hit a three. That is fucking insane. So that's definitely a shooter shoot, shoot or shot like the Marple Award. Uh, we could also do a bit of a Luke Longley Award today for GP2, Pool uh, and Looney because they were that bloody good. I think uh, in this game because they kind of just did everything that was asked of them and kicked its ass and took some names, and that's why they won the game. Like, pull with those threes, Gary Payton with the defense, that perimeter defense from him is always just makes a fucking huge difference. So, anyway, so there you go. Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot a shot, light him up award. 132 games consecutively having made a three in a playoff game. Just the next... Longest is 44. Like, holy shit, man. Anyway. Right. Penny Mills Game Day. We're going to do a Twitter check-in. Uh, this is a Jingling Joe Ingles one for uh, a bit of a tribute. You know, coffee, coffee, coffee emoji. You love a good one from Jingles, but he had a couple of coffees and wrote this very nice thing about his wife. I'm going to ride this way for Renee. Uh, we've been stuck in the States for three years with COVID and restrictions getting in. Renee has... Is always fit, but netball fitness is so different to marathon, triathlon, or anything else she does has done since retirement. Renee has not touched a netball until we landed Monday 6th, and she played VNL on the 8th. Full game in center, 24 hours before a huge SSN game, and she gets a call from Collingwood to play and help them fight for a final spot against her old team. She decides to play, literally fits in and kills it like she never left the game. 
Let's also know, not also forget that she has three kids, four if you're including me. She puts the kids and I first every day of the week. She's the kids ready and busy every single day. She makes our kids unbelievably happy every day. She's put everything aside to make sure I can rehab as much as I need to daily. She's clearly the rock of this family. And all of this with a smile on her face at the end of the day. You're unreal, Renee. I'm so proud. You're an inspiration to our family and so many people around the world. Keep on being you. What a fucking inspiration, Renee Ingalls. That's legendary, isn't it? Get off the plane, have a crack, just step back up into some awesome top flight netball. Unreal. Right. Let's do our first quick blush game preview. Game preview. Game preview. For game six. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Ah, pretty boozy. Pretty full on. Jeez. <laughs> Down the beach, they had a great time. Man, the squid and the uh, and old mate and a couple of mates of ours, so it was good. Oh, boy. Uh, o of 1 on the picks today because I had the Celtics, and um, that leaves us at 44 of 88 so far for the playoffs. Bang on at 50%. Tough one, but you get the big jobs. Game 6. So as I've already sort of hit on with the NRs, uh, Celtics minus 3.5 sits pretty nicely with me at the moment. I think at home... They can replicate what they did in Game 3. They can try to stave off Game 6 clay. They can try to slow down Steph for one more game. It's just about the offense. And like when it clicks, as I said earlier, like it looks incredible. But for so much of these games, like when it's not clicking, it looks like dog shit. So manufacturing points is going to be a massive thing for Game 6. I think the Celtics will manage. I think on the road, the Warriors, look, they're road Warriors. So are the Celtics, though. But the Celtics are just lost. So I think the Celtics bounce back. For them to have gone up 2-1 and then to lose three straight, to lose this 4-2, just feels like it's a little bit beyond the pale. I think they can bounce back. I think they can win this one. So I'm going to take Celtics minus 3.5 at the moment. And uh, we'll talk it all out a little bit more on Thursday show, I think, with the big preview show. Sound good? Good. All right. Nice. Um, just a quick heads up, though. If uh, the other picks that we had for Game 5, the Tatum over, the Horford over, the Clay over, the Steph under, and the Draymond over P points, rebounds, and assists, guess what? 5 of 5. You little beauty. But I'm not going to add that to my playoff total, obviously, because it's just all in-game. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. All right. What a Game 5 that was. Absolute chaos. It was really fun, though. Like, for not a pretty game, it was still a fun game. You know? Yeah. Righto. Uh, so, with all this in mind, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. I've got the squid all day tomorrow, so no show tomorrow. Uh, because Game 6 is not till Friday. So, we'll have a preview show on Thursday. Just a quick one. Maybe a guest. We'll see how we go. And, uh, yeah. Do a big preview show on Thursday. Talk some shit. Set you up for game six. Have a good time while we're doing it. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter. Face the IGs are all over the socials. You know that. NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. Go subscribe to that. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. That's over on YouTube. Get around NBAAustralia.com slash shop and get your merch. Uh, check us a rating and review on your podcast app. Uh, download the Noble app. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off. A big thanks always go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out the new band House Hats. They're awesome. And big thanks always go to Joshua Delorentis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes that you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, Mew, whatever. However you listen to your tunes, do it. Support Australian bands. That's what we do here at NBA Australia. Right. We'll close out today's show with a brand new deli review of the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. Love it. And we'll catch you on Thursday, you dickheads. It's NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And let's get to game seven, baby! Later, Hosen. It's your mate Deli over here just swinging by from the usual pop culture review and shit, eh, on NBA Australia. Because my mate Gids 
he's out there, he's just all fucking training real hard and shit. Me, I'm just hanging out with the missus and my squid. You know, a bit of off-season from the NBL and shit. Hanging out out up in Maribara. I had my mum and dad down this weekend. We all went to the footy, see the Mighty Pies. That was fucking sick. Queen's birthday and shit. So, fuck yeah, go the Maggies. Finals bound. Love it. Could not be more staked, but yeah, so a bit of a nice long weekend. So I did some chills, drank some beeros, had some mates around for a barbie and shit. And uh, yeah, man, the missus sat down. It's like, oh, did you know there's like a new Adam Sandler movie? She said to me, and I'm like, fucking what? Sign me up. And she's like, you know, it's about basketball. I'm like, fucking what? I play basketball. So we pinged it on there, on the old Netflix, banged it in. And it was called Hustle, and I'm like, fucking nice, Hustle. It's like all the hustlers that your little deli used to, you know, steal from, like, the corner server and shit. It was fucking sick, man. Just, like, get old man with us over there, just like, ah, oh, look over there, dickhead, and just run off with it. Sick, man. <laughs> yeah, tits. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, watch this Hustle, and it was fucking great. Of all basketball movies, I fucking love the air up there, probably the most, because it's like, you know, Kevin's bacon and shit, and he's like, oh, I'm going to Africa. I found this dude who's real fucking good basketball, eh? And then, like, Blue Chips and shit, where it's, like, Nick Nolte and Penny Hardaway and Shaq and Nick Nolte's, like, fucking, how good's college, man? I'm going to pay these dudes under the fucking table a bit, eh? And it's just sick, man. So this is all about, like, discovering the next big thing, but it's really fucking good because, like, they go into a whole bunch of other things, like ownership and some other stuff. Look, no spoils or nothing, but, like, Adam Sandler, he plays a scout for the Sixers and stuff, and, like, you know, there's, like some ownership issues and there's like him going around the world looking at players and there's like I think my buddy Mo's in it and my buddy Wancho and a bunch of other dudes like Wancho is Bo Cruz is fucking sick and I loved Ant-Man my buddy Anthony Edwards he's fucking pretty good too eh so yeah they go a bit hammering tongs not going to spoil it or nothing but it's just a nice tale about family about hoops and mostly about how hoops is life because hoops is life like it reminded me so much of like my pickup days, like back at home in Maribor at Maribor High School and shit, when I played dickheads for like twenty bucks and shit. We're on the main streets of Canberra when we're in the AIS and stuff, like me and Patty just going down hustling idiots and shit. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. So, yeah, but I love it. I love how the way it covers the love of hoops and how hoops is family and hoops is life. So it gets about seven hundred million and twenty-four out of ten daily ones from me because I fucking loved hustle. Go watch it. It's got everything. Even old mate loved it. I loved it. Everyone fucking loved it. Hustle's awesome. Adam Sandler rules. Fucking love him. Go check it out right now. All right, that's it for me for this week. Uh, loved Hustle. Go watch it. Talk to me about it. Go on. What do you reckon? What is your feedbacks? Where's your yeah, nars and shit for the old NBA strap? Yeah, sick. All right, later, fuckers. Deli out. <laughs>